0: the first time i I did a scene with a guy who had the the dick tube thing he didn't he didn't tell me because like why would you it's a personal thing whatever you don't have to announce that it's like you walking in there and be like i have implants (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's fine so i i I was going down on him in his penis and i went to go suck on his balls and they were hard and my first thought was bro you have cancer like
1: welcome back one and all thank you for listening If you're new here, this is the Totally Wholesome Not Dirty Podcast, and I'm your host, Molly Stewart. We define wholesome a little differently here, and my guests span everywhere from the adult industry to the vanilla side of humanity. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. Word of mouth is what helps this podcast grow, so share with a friend, leave a comment, download an episode, or anything you can to help with the algorithm. I release episodes every Monday, and if you're subscribed, you'll never miss an episode. You don't want to miss out on all the crazy conversations that evolve here. Um, but that's enough from me, and let's get to today's guest. Because no does not mean yes. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Totally Wholesome, Not Dirty Podcast. I am your host, Molly Stewart, and today I have with me Kira Nuan. I'm so <laughs> excited to have you here. Um, so we've done, uh, have we just done one scene? together yeah it's just been the one yeah, yeah. super long time ago um and <laughs> it was the weirdest
0: storyline we were stepsisters and you were mad at me be- i think we- i can't you were remember. wearing my panties i was, was, no, no, no. What it was but that wasn't what you were mad at me for i think that you're just mad at me for you're being generally dorky for being a nerd yeah nerd. <laughs> like bringing down your <laughs> reputation and so you had to teach me a lesson um by f- me of course and then while yes. you're ripping my clothes off you realize Then i, I stole discovered your it was your pants yeah. and i'm
1: like all right listen here bitch <laughs>
0: then i was really in trouble
1: <laughs> you really showed me <laughs> which is so funny because like i was bullied in high school so like we were just talking about before rolling it's so weird because as far as like production mainstream porn everything every role that i have is basically super mean so a uh, ham hey, scene hot and mean mm-hmm and I was the one being bullied, like, so I just take all the cues from all the bitches who used to bully me. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna create this character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you would do if you saw one of your high school bullies now? Cause I was just thinking about that on the drive here of just I I wish that I wasn't that person, but I would love for one of my high school bullies to try to talk to me and just maybe be like, Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. I don't
1: remember. What? You're no. nobody. <laughs> so that's the funny thing is that. I don't think I would know. So um, I don't know if you know this, but I was homeschooled for junior high through high school. Mm. So any of the bullying that I got was basically from the church kids because my family was super... Into God and religion and blah, blah, blah. But then we were also homeschooled. So all the other kids from the church went to a private Christian high school, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so I was the weird one who mm-hmm. was homeschooled and, you know, easy, easy prey. Just pick on you, you know. Yeah. And church kids are sometimes worse because they have this whole other layer of pretentiousness.
0: Yeah, this whole other, like, superiority complex mm-hmm. instilled in them by their parents. Yeah. And <laughs> No, I went to uh, church a lot when I was a kid. I think we talked about this. I was super religious when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and the people at youth group would be this super fake nice. This is also the South, too. So just this just
1: weird, overly sweet the shit. sugary sweet that yeah. just drips and you're like, I might vomit from how... Fakely sweet. You're yeah. Right and they'll now. just
0: slide in a couple of backhanded <clears throat> compliments while they're talking to you. Yeah. It wouldn't be until I walked away that I was really like, I realized that I was just insulted. <laughs> like, they
1: have like perfected passive aggressive mm-hmm. behavior, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good at it. And uh, I think like one of the funny things is like you carry that with you for so long until you like realize it and then you're like, oh, like no- nothing is like, nothing is. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, good. good. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on. Side no, right don't now. worry. About it. I did. Oh my god, I did this episode, and I have this, you know, obviously like copyrighted song ringtone. It's like I'm a hacker. Ah! <laughs> and it's like going like in the microphone. I was like, Fuck, "What am I doing? I'm not a professional." <laughs> um, was he saying? Oh, but yeah. As far as like like high school, it's one of the nice things about having been homeschooled is that even now with the job that I have, it's like maybe they know of me, maybe they remember me, but I don't. I don't remember any of them. I like Hmm. remember how they treated me, but names are blurry. Faces are kind of just—they all look like the same bitch, you know. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. the guys all look the same. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest. Everybody looks pretty much the same. Yeah, Uh, I I can picture them. (laughs) It's it's the blonde blue hair, blonde blue hair. (laughs) (laughs) No, those are the liberals.
0: Blonde hair. But no, the, the knee-high boots and the, the chunky sweaters and the, the pose where, like, the hand on the hip and, like, leaning slightly forward and just...
1: Yeah, and they spelled Jason for their kid, like, J-A-Y-S-A-H-O-N. You're like, mm-hmm. how? While also making fun of black kids for their names. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what are you trying to do? Like, okay, Michelle Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, that poor kid, too. Like, can you imagine having, like, for the rest of your life to explain that, like your name you're like no it's it's actually spelled this really insane way that i don't even know (laughs) How how to do it oh my god I thought about names a lot. I, I don't know if I want to have kids, um, mm-hmm.
0: but I like to think of the possibility being there. Yeah. Um, and I thought a lot about what kind of names I would do. And I, I recently talked to my girlfriend about the names that I like, and I like stuff like Jack or Henry or James. And she pointed out that those are very basic, super white names. And if I have a kid and he ends up being like a mixture of my girlfriend and I, it would be like black and uh, Asian. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, either I would use an Asian donor or she would use a black donor. Yeah. Um, then they're going to expect like this super milk toast white man to come through if his name is Henry and then it'll be our kid, and that might be a little awkward. Um, and so she's, she's saying that I picked up boring names, but I can't think of any interesting names that also wouldn't kind of be mean to give a kid. Yeah, almost like yeah. we're like, oh, this
1: is really cool, yeah. I should probably name my dog that, because right. it's a child.
0: <laughs> it's a 50-50 thing. Either your kid grows up being a lot like you, yeah. and they grow up like, oh my god, my name is so cool, or they end up hating their names, like, why the f*** give me a normal one? Yeah. <laughs>
1: But on the other note, too, I think that, you know, going back to, you know, being being bullied, you know, in our youth and mm-hmm. kind of, I think that kind of shapes everyone um, in different ways, but especially like from parents, because it's like the way I look at the kids who used to bully me. Well, the reason they did that wasn't necessarily because of me or how weird I was. I mean, had something to do with it. But like, <laughs> but a lot of that comes from the parents because, you know, the the other parents had their own cliques and mm-hmm. the other parents had the stuff that was already instilled in them. And they didn't like my family in the way that my family chose to raise my brother and I. And, mm-hmm. you know, so there was all this. And then but even within that, then, you know, my parents had this this need to make sure that everything at surface like level was perfect like mm-hmm. irregardless of you know my boyfriend pointed out that i say the word irregardless a lot and that it's completely unnecessary did you know irregardless means the same thing as regardless i know that too but my brain won't <laughs> let me say regardless and now it's i can't unhear it and it bothers me okay irregardless has a little bit of extra spice in yeah, it has flavor like it's, it's like you know you could say like regardless but then you're like irregardless yes of. <laughs> i like it more <laughs> I wish you could just. So, I used to do this thing. One of the other things, you know, you don't have a lot of friends. I used to go through all these encyclopedias in the basement and I would just like find words that I thought were interesting and just try to use that in like writing or just, you know, talking. So, I think Mm -hmm. that's just, I don't know, one of the things that I do.
0: There is a, a word that my sisters and I used to say a lot. Because it, it, in our kid brains, it was the longest word ever. And I'm trying so hard to remember. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Yes, yes. I remember, like, going yeah, that. And yeah. then you're also
1: trying to spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Right, and you're yeah. like, I got this.
0: And you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I definitely agree with the idea that it comes from the parents. Because um, especially, kids kind of suck. Uh, kids can be really mean. And it's... Something that I wish people would talk about more, especially now that people are freaking out about CRT and things like that. It's like, oh, you're going to teach these kids to be racist. Your kid is already like low-key racist, dude. I I promise you as a person who used to be a black kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) like your kids probably already kind of mean and kind of racist and they learn that from you and if you have these things in passing Mm -hmm. it does really impact them a lot more than you would initially believe yeah Uh, kids are definitely sponges so you make a passing comment about a poor person or a queer person or Mm -hmm. a black person and to you it was nothing your Mm -hmm. kid just internalized that and they're like oh that's how i'm supposed to think and then they just spew it out of another kid Mm -hmm. um so it's yeah Yeah, it's super weird and being a parent is terrifying and i salute anybody
1: who's able to do it because yo (laughs) props to you because i already have like hard enough time raising three dogs Mm -hmm. but yeah i i agree with that a lot like it for instance like my grandmother um my dad's mom rest in peace i love you grandma um she was divorced from his dad because um, he was a raging alcoholic and very mm. abusive and all that kind of stuff um, changed in later years. But, you know, growing up was was different. And she chose later in life to have a female partner she mm. got with her best friend from you know all these years, the, the person he was there for. That's beautiful. And it's like, you know, it, they were old. It's like, I don't know if they were you know doing stuff i don't want to think about it. it's my fucking grandma but also it, it, is, it is. But like, you don't want to think about that but but when i saw it as a kid it was like oh you know that's just that's just sue and that's just my grandma and they're together and they love each other and mm-hmm. they let me play with all their art supplies and you know <laughs> they're they're great, they're cool like I, I say crazy in like the best possible way because she was such a hippie and it's just like nice. moving all the time you know Um, always like different locations that when we would go to visit them, it was just something new all the time. So it was exciting. However, um, because, you know, my mom's side of the family was super religious and my dad had to change a lot of who he was just to be accepted into that family. Um, yeah, I got to hear things, like, early on about either my uncle, who is also gay, mm-hmm. and is still with his partner, unlike my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works out, right? <laughs> yeah, or, or you know, passing comments about my grandma. And and it would be things that I was like, you know, like, I don't understand because I love these, these people so much, and they're so, like, interesting to me, and they're different mm-hmm. than everything else that's kind of here around me growing up. And then I remember I was probably, like, 14 or 15 when I found out like what gay was according to you know my parents Mm because i was like i just kind of thought it was just oh you know they're together they love each other like it's no different you know what i mean but it put all these negative um connotations on being gay or or being bisexual or any of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so you know it was always a negative a negative thing attached to it which i never understood and then my mom's mom Rolled with that. And, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend when I was 12. And so I was a lesbian. I was 12. Like, Hmm. I was more interested in, like, pulling bugs, you know, out of the field and seeing what kind of snakes I could find. Like, you know, I'm (laughs) not like boys, ew. (laughs) You know, but they just have so much. I don't know even how much of it is hate of the person, for instance, or hate of maybe the proclivities. But I think. There's also a hate that when you don't feel fulfilled in your own life or you don't even know who who you are as a person, which I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of those people don't know because they oh, are yeah. so repressed and they haven't been outside of that space, whether it's the place that they live or the people that they surround themselves with and grew up with, mm-hmm. that it's kind of like their own frustrations and their own hangups and insecurities, they just push it on the first thing that they don't understand, mm-hmm. which is the way I kind of try to look at it and just be like, okay... You know, can there be that many shitty people that just wake up and they're like, I hate all these people? Or is it that they hate themselves so much that they're just like...
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that truly evil people do exist, but they're a lot less yeah. uh, like common um, than people who are just scared and they're trying desperately to be accepted in the way they think would be best for them and I think like a lot of uh, people from the past generations were probably a little bit queer and and didn't know how to handle it and that's why I had so many of them thinking that being gay was a choice because they would see somebody of the same sex and think oh they're hot but I shouldn't do that and And they they make that conscious choice yeah Yeah. and then they see other people living freely being happy and they're mad about that because they realize that that's an option that they could have taken and it's like well I chose to not do that so why couldn't you choose to just be normal and and it's weird Um, like my My grandma, but my stepdad's mom, um, she was pretty... She was homophobic, but she was homophobic in that sweet Southern Baptist kind like, of I'll way. Bless your heart. Like, like, oh like I have nothing against gay people. I don't hate them, but they're just definitely don't have them going me. to hell. Yeah. And there was one day where so I lived with her for a little bit and we were having a debate about gay people. This was uh early two thousands, I think either right before or right after gay marriage was legal in the US. Mm. And um I was telling her, like, it's not a choice and some people just want to love each other, and if they're not hurting anybody, then like why is it bad? And the part in the Bible that says man should not lay with man it is in the same section that's saying that we shouldn't eat pork and things like that and that was if if you're familiar with the story then you know that it was right. it yeah. wasn't a yeah it wasn't about this is wrong just because it's wrong it was a list of rules for people to abide by so they didn't die in the middle of the fucking desert yeah. so if like, you should plant your crops in a certain way that we have as many crops as possible that way you can yeah. still eat and, like and just, one like, of the
1: things is mm-hmm. that even as far as like 10 commandments go because mm-hmm. I, I grew up you know doing like knock off catechism because it was Christian <laughs> reformed and they're like, Oh, I'm going to pick all these different things. Burger King religion, yeah. have it my way. Right. And you know, it's like, I think that there are good base values to have in, in the 10 commandments. If mm-hmm. you guys aren't not aware of them, David, perhaps you can put the 10 commandments right there. Ooh. Bam. Jesus most, says, most people, good people. Stuff. don't lie or kill people. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and even, even as far as things as like, do not covet and stuff like that mm-hmm. to, to an extent. I mean, I think there's a good amount of, healthy coveting like you see something for instance or you see something that someone else is doing or Mm -hmm. maybe something that they've achieved and you're like oh i want that Mm -hmm. but then there's the difference that goes to you just internalizing like why did they have it and i don't (laughs) and that's bad but Mm -hmm. if you can use that and be like well how can i achieve that or how could or maybe i should try it and put myself out there and then You know, it's different, but I mean, they're good baselines to have, but also <laughs> think of when it was written.
0: It's, yeah. it's like,
1: So I, I,
0: whenever I was asking her about like, why, why is it okay for us to eat pork now, for instance, and she explained to me, like, that was a set of rules for those people at that specific time. Like, why is it okay for women to lead in church now? Like one of her daughters ended up being a pastor, like is the head of her own church now. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is that okay? If women are supposed to not have authority over a man, it's like, oh, well, that was the rule for those people at that time. Yeah. Okay. Then why is being gay still wrong? oh because it's in the bible it's wrong Mm -hmm. what the fuck it's in the same fucking section and i was like crying and i was like what if i fell in love with a woman and i wanted you to meet somebody who was now part of my family because Mm -hmm. i love them and we're going to be happy like and she was immediately just like no not my house and i was just freaking out and then she she gave me this weird look she's like why is this making you so emotional and i was like i just really support gay rights I'm <laughs> very straight <laughs> like I'll find out much <laughs> later in life that this is my actual feeling. <laughs> but, but no I I think there's a lot of hope too I uh, just saw this story on reddit on am I the asshole um, that was really sad at first but also gave me a lot of hope for how parents are different than mm-hmm. the previous generations um, it was this guy that was saying that he was asking if he was the, an asshole for having a harsh punishment against his daughter um His daughter was trans. She was, I think, in the story about 15, 16 years old, like Mm -hmm. still young teenager. Um, Their family had to move and she decided that she wanted to not be out at her new school um, because she could pass fairly well and she didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Yeah, she
1: didn't want to create more drama for herself in a new space where you're already uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Kids are
0: fucking mean. So it's like she
1: she decided that she
0: wanted to try to uh, just not bring it up and see what happened um then he got messages from one of her old friends um telling him that she basically fell into this weird group of friends at her new school that one didn't know that she was trans and two were transphobic and that they were all actively bullying another out and proud trans girl in the school and so his daughter was kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place because in one hand she had this new group of friends and and they're all very accepting
1: and
0: they're all very fun and she was having a good time with them and then the trans girl that was out at their school, walked by, and then they would start like spewing all this fucking hate at her. Um, so he got really, really mad and you know, took her phone, yelled at her, like, why, why would you act like this? Like, what is wrong with you? Um, it was really, really harsh. So at first he was just like asking, just generally, like, did I go too far? Because my wife thinks that maybe yelling at her was too much like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and they did several updates and then talked about how they were able to sit her down and be like, hey. What's up? And yeah. she just broke down and was like, I don't really know what to do. Like, I know this isn't right, but I don't know how to. If I tell her, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be mean to this trans girl, then that might out me. And they try talking to the other girl's parents, and the parents, no fucking surprise there, were yeah, also they're... transphobic and weird.
1: <laughs> well, and it's one of those things mm-hmm. of like, you know, picking things up. Um, in in the household and by mm-hmm. the people who are raising you whether they're biological or not mm-hmm. you know and then I, I look back to things like you know the bi man may not lie with a man and it, and when you think about other roles kind of changing throughout time you know pork mm-hmm. women running you know seminary um, I kind of wonder how because there was a lot of like preservation that you had to do at the time and you you think how many people were dying much younger mm-hmm. It's harder to carry. A child to full term mm-hmm. have you ever thought about maybe it's like hey don't do this because we need to grow as a human race right. basically like and it like a maybe like it's it's kind of like to deter people from like not procreating or like not trying to do that like i'm kind of mm-hmm. just curious your thoughts about um, that
0: so the original translation um for that section that says man should not lie with man the original translation was actually man should not lie with boy like don't fuck kids that and makes
1: so much more sense.
0: They changed it in oh, the forties, but you know what? To man should not lie with man, and sort of focusing very heavily on anti-gay propaganda. Oh my God, I
1: get it. Okay, so yeah. they changed it from boy to man. Yes. So that way, the priests can still do all that stuff to the <laughs> altar. <boy. laughs> I honestly, they're don't... not men yet.
0: <laughs> it's so weird. Fuck. It's so fucking weird. And like, I. Uh, so I, I think that at the time, whenever I was a Christian kid and I was having gay thoughts and didn't know how to handle it, the way I rationalized it was that if you have anal sex out in the <clears throat> desert um, and you get a tear or an infection or something like that, and there's no doctors, there's no hospital to go-to, there's no like lube or you know, little uh, anal stretching toys that you can use to make sure that everything's going to be all good, um, you just fucking die. Like mm-hmm. you get an infection, you would die. You would, you would end up being a burden on people at the very least. Even if you didn't die, you would be out, you'd be sick, you wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to work work you wouldn't be able to be a part of their society yeah um so that would be why god would want you to refrain from things that would keep you from being an active part of your community yeah. um, like getting hurt on purpose just because you wanted to have sex yeah um now knowing that the original translation was more about pedophiles and less about gay men um i think that they were trying to say, don't emotionally scar children because that's a fucked up thing to do. And, and like, physically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but,
1: but the, you know, and when mm-hmm. it comes down to the end of the day, any sexual trauma, whether mm-hmm. whether you're a child or whether you are an adult, it's like the the physical is only such a small part of it because mm. it's really it's the mental and the emotional that will fuck you up for so long which mm-hmm. is something i discovered in therapy that i didn't like <laughs> yeah, i was therapy. not a child by the way so <laughs> don't come at me with your bullshit but mm-hmm. i had you know a, my trauma was in college because i was homeschooled mm-hmm. and i had no preparation for going out into the real world and mm-hmm. i thought i know everything because nobody <laughs> told me anything <laughs> You know how much I love a clean shave, but now that you've shaved your sack, what's next? Well, get excited because Manscaped has launched a new all-in-one skin and hair care kit designed to cover you from head to toe. Skincare isn't just for women. You can upgrade more than just your shave, and that dwindling bar of soap isn't doing you any favors. Treat yourself to an enhanced grooming experience with Manscaped's new ultra-premium collection. Your balls thanked you for the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and now your armpits will thank you too with Manscaped's new Premium underarm Deodorant. The Ultra Premium Collection also includes a hydrating body moisturizer to keep your skin smooth and fresh. Use it after you lather up in the shower with Manscaped's new Aloe Vera and Sea Salt Infused Body Wash and their 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. With your skin and hair hydrated, Manscaped threw in a free gift to keep your lips soft and kissable. A three-pack set of lip balm made with ingredients like vitamin E, peppermint, and eucalyptus oil. That's four products and a free gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. All products are cruelty-free, paraben-free, dye-free, and vegan-friendly. The best ingredients and zero compromise. See why four million men worldwide trust Manscaped to treat their balls the best. And now you can trust them with the rest. Get 20% off and free shipping when you enter my code TWND at checkout at manscaped.com. And we thank Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast. (laughs) And it doesn't, it doesn't work out that way, but, but even that alone, that's still something that I'm dealing with and working through today. And that was, that was uh, over a decade ago. Mm -hmm. So, but no, it's, (laughs) (laughs) a <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
0: i'm also doing therapy stuff now which is really great you should go to therapy uh everyone even if you think you're fine it, it can't hurt
1: so it try hurt. <laughs> like, like it's That's really good see, which I, I highly recommend because i mm-hmm. i was like so anti it because you know usually any instance that i had put, been put into therapy before it was like because of something so mm-hmm. it's like they're looking for basically to tell you why you're, why you're wrong about something or, you know, they attribute, um, their own ideas to what the issue is. Like Mm -hmm. for instance, you know, (laughs) the job, it's like when the job has little to nothing to actually do with the underlying problems of why I'm Mm -hmm. here or why I'm having these feelings in the first place. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think that everybody owes it to themselves to actually, to, do try and to try more than one therapist yeah. and to to kind of explore yourself because you owe it to yourself to to kind of figure out what makes you tick mm-hmm. because we don't do a lot of you know forced self-exploration because yeah. it's hard mm-hmm. it's more profitable uh for the evil guys
0: if you are sad and confused and just trying to wing it so mm-hmm. <laughs> like stick it to the man go to therapy mm-hmm. um, but Uh, something that I love that she told me is that a lot of people, when they go through something bad, most people think that their bad thing wasn't as bad as other bad things. So Mm -hmm. they shouldn't feel the way that they feel about it. And then they try to stuff those feelings down. And if you try to stuff, stuff your emotions down, they don't go away. Um, you just have to deal with them later. And sometimes they can fester and turn into something even bigger if you don't address the uh, issue at hand, Mm -hmm. um, whenever it first happens. And so, it's one of those things where there's there's no real timeline for it there's no way to gauge like i should be feeling this bad or i shouldn't be feeling that bad um the way it affects you is the way it affects you the way you feel is the way you feel and yeah. the way you feel can't ever be wrong it's like the way you decide to deal with it that exactly. can be wrong like mm-hmm. if you're jealous oh sorry keep no go the mic. <laughs> give,
1: her, give her a pimp hat I read, <laughs> every <laughs> time I, i'm always <laughs> whacking the mic put a little
0: hat on. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like let's say that you get jealous of your partner like they were flirting with the cashier or something like that mm-hmm. and that made you feel some type of way it's a lot easier to say in the moment of like that I didn't feel good. I felt kind of jealous about that, and then you can laugh it off, and then yeah. that's it. Or you can just stuff that down and not and talk about, just... it and just, about it, and just sit there stewing about it until then your face gets grosser and grosser. So mm-hmm. You're just like, and then
1: they're like, "What's wrong?" You're
0: like, Nothing. "Nothing." And then the next time they say something like not super flirty, but like kind of like friendly to another cashier, you're just like, "Oh, what you want to just go fuck her then?" Because Yeah, just just her. Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just like made it. You like her so much. Mm-hmm. Or you uh, like I am dealing with weird shit from when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Uh, one of the first things I told. My therapist was that I feel like I'm not ready to be around people right now because I have all of this past shit and I want to get past this stuff before I try to re enter society again. Um, and she was like, Well, one, you don't have to just like completely stuff it down like you should be addressing it it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling Mm -hmm. um and two like it's going to take time like there are going to be some days where you're going to feel great about it you're not going to think about it at all and there are other days where it's going to completely consume you it's just it's not if you're thinking about a graph like the progress doesn't always look like just steadily going up
1: yeah you Mm -hmm. it's like the It's like the cryptocurrency chart. <laughs> yeah, it is. you're going really up. You're like, fuck yeah, I finally mm-hmm. figured it out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, but it's not quite as quite as slow of a dip as the last time. And I'm figuring out, and I'm getting better, and then you're diving. Mm-hmm. Again. Right, yeah. But and it's that's like okay, like, as it, long as it, you're mm. kind of progressing upwards, mm-hmm. it's like you should you should feel good about that because it's a difficult thing to to do regardless. Yeah. And <gasps> I said regardless <gasps> instead of regardless because Pro- see, it oh, wasn't Christ. intense. <laughs> oh, okay. I understand where my brain goes. Go. Like <laughs>
0: So speaking of crypto and all that, how do you feel about NFTs?
1: I don't really know. Um, so I think the way that they're being run now is like kind of silly. And I don't know. I don't know as much about NFTs because I I don't care as much about like owning something digital, like the the knowledge, very limited, um, as you guys will have heard on Shelby's episode mm-hmm. um, is very limited. However, it's like I have the base level understanding to see that I think that there is a good potential for cryptocurrency in the long term, especially with a lot of the new institutional adoption Mm -hmm. um, and the the ability to kind of really feel like you do have control of your wealth and the things that you buy within something like a blockchain. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as NFTs, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't. I guess, I guess for me, I I would have to think like, okay, what can I provide that really is one of a kind? Do you know mm. what I mean? Because everybody's seen my butthole. <laughs> You know, like, like what more do I have to offer but as far as an NFT? Like, but it's a minted butthole. It is. I could, I could put a mint directly on my butthole. And that's just the, that, that's the picture. That actually, is. so I
0: think that <laughs> NFTs are kind of a scam. But as far as cool NFT things go, you because I, I don't really know exactly what happens. But somebody was like, yeah, you take a thing and then you you could mint it and certify it. And then it becomes an NFT when you attach these things to it. If you did an NFT that was a picture, like a close up of your butthole with a little spring of mint hanging out that would be would
1: so that. funny and cool. <laughs> I, down. I can start doing like a butthole collection. It could just be like different random things. Like mm. maybe there's a flower. Maybe mm-hmm. there's, you know, a breath mint. Like something. Freshly minted. minted. Yeah, <laughs> freshly minted.
0: No, I, so I have a theory on NFTs. Like, again, I don't understand... In depth, what the process is, but um, mm-hmm. I think that it probably has something to do with two different things. Um, One's manufactured scarcity, like mm-hmm. you you make a product and then you tell people that it's very rare and very valuable. Yeah, like
1: maybe there are only you know whether it's only five of them or only a mm-hmm. hundred. It's it's yeah. kind of like um like a collector's item, so right. it's like a limited edition, mm-hmm. whatever in one way or another. Now I don't think people. <laughs> should be spending like as much money as they would spend on a house right on an NFT. i think that's insane mm-hmm. but i think that um especially as things go more and more digital and i think that even not necessarily um nfts themselves but something that i've heard um about nfts is that you can um I, i'm probably getting some terminology wrong but essentially like mint or sell them in a way that for instance if you had a piece of artwork or mm-hmm. a song right you could uh, mint that and you know that is the the one thing that people buy however mm-hmm. once they buy that if they then go and sell and transfer to someone else that there's a way that you can set up that the original creator still gets a kickback from that which i think and is that would be super really cool. super cool especially in something like our field where our content is stolen Constantly. Yeah. No, so it'd that be would be cool. Even if it's mm-hmm. being, you know, redistributed, you're still at least getting a cut of that instead mm-hmm. of like, you know, having it on some torrent site that you have to do DMCAs like every week to get shit taken down. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's kind of a cool avenue. I just don't really know how I guess it'll pan out in the future. <laughs> but, um, mm-hmm. no, I, so. With having a physical
0: artwork, like like the Mona Lisa, for instance, um, that's worth a crazy amount of money and there's only one of the Mona Lisa. So if that ever got donated to something else, for instance, and then they they could write that off on their taxes. It's like, I donated this much money because this was worth this much because it's the one Mona Lisa. Um, So that's actual scarcity. But with NFTs, where it's an artwork that was made online, it can Mm -hmm. be reproduced virtually infinite amount of times. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're saying that it's a scarce resource or scarce product just because you put all this extra stuff on it, it was like now it's this specific thing um so manufacturer scarcity i kind of think that's bullshit <laughs> i think yeah. that it'd be great if they could make it so if you put anything out onto the internet then you have like this code on it that says that you own it and then if people reproduce it then it goes back to you that would be amazing but mm-hmm. i just i don't see that happening
1: now you No, so that's, that's just, why i say like mm-hmm. even as far as like and and you guys will listen to the episode of shelby mm-hmm. I am not a financial advisor. I don't know half of the shit I'm talking about. I'm just talking about in terms of it's something that um I have known about for years. It's mm-hmm. something that I've wanted to learn more about for you know even back when I was still webcaming mm-hmm. and know uh, it was an interest for me and the fact that now you know nobody was talking about it back then, and now you have big financial institutions and the government getting involved. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that there's a lot of different ways that that can go, but I what i what I see is that I see that there is a very good potential to do a lot of good with things like cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. and especially in an age where honestly, most of what we kind of work with financially is digital when you think about for instance the way we're paid from OnlyFans Mm -hmm. or the way that we swipe a card like so few people carry cash you know cash is dirty cash is whatever but you want to go and say you had 10 grand in the bank account if you could try to go to a bank and be like pull out 10 grand Mm -hmm. it'd be like well we don't have it (laughs) like where is it yeah do you know what i'm saying so it's Mm -hmm. like I, to me in a way cryptocurrency is almost just as tangible as like the money that we already oh, yeah. use just Money's because made up. like yeah, money, yeah, no is, mm-hmm. money is a representation of like work done mm-hmm. um and when you can look at that even in, in even in the cryptoverse you have like all the different developers you have um all the different people who have to do all the mini authorizations on every transaction all the different approvals that go into it it's still you know even even in that way it's transparent because you do get things like um uh, the the hash, the hash codes and you know, all the different stuff for each transaction, which is kind of cool that you can go in and look at that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no, no money is really tangible, but they're doing all that work. So for whatever reason right now, it's really valuable. Mm-hmm. So their work is being rewarded as such. But it's just like with the stock market, you know, I mean, things are volatile. And any anytime that you're putting money into something that you don't have full certainty of, it's a bit of a gamble. So
0: I think that I have this theory on where NFTs are going to go. Um, I think we can go in a lot of different directions. One of the things that I think might happen um, is, you know how high art stuff is kind of a scam? Where somebody will make a painting and say it is worth $2 million. And they'll have some sort of uh, authorized person just come say like, yes, this painting is worth sorry, $2 million. Yes, this mm-hmm.
1: yellow dot mm-hmm. on a white canvas. Right. This, and this...
0: <laughs> then they donate that painting. Mm-hmm. And now I've just donated Two million dollars. So now I get that taken off of my taxes, and now I get to keep even more of my money. And I've, I've in a very like fucked up way, you know. And I think that that might happen with NFTs, where mm-hmm. now it, like, you don't even have to ju- buy like a giant canvas and like try to come up with a cool concept and a cool storyline to make this art piece now worth two million. You can have a monkey that's riding a skateboard. and That's a gift ugly. And yeah, that's <laughs> like, so ugly. Yeah, oh and you can say this is worth uh, two million dollars, and then somebody can then donate that nft or like do some sort of like charity event and then they only not only do they look really good now so it's like i just donated my super awesome exclusive nft to this thing some for charity and then they also get that money off of their taxes now and like it's worth whatever they say it's worth Mm -hmm. um so i i don't know that's that's my i think it's about to be just another part of higher scam bullshit um
1: (laughs) yeah and and like i said like Mm -hmm. i for me i'm not as hyped about things like nfts like Mm -hmm. for me something that interests me more about crypto is is having those basically digital wallets that only you have access to those Mm -hmm. those digital blockchains where if you were to buy things not necessarily nfts but i'm thinking even long term in in future stuff like i think i had mentioned to you Maybe not. I know I've talked about it on this, um, that Amazon nuked my account, so all my digital library was gone. Oh, fuck. Now, if if I... they wouldn't tell me and that was the thing I went months and months and months trying to figure out why and I still don't have an Amazon account I gave up so it's but it's one of those things that you know when you invest so much money into something and you think that you own it then it's like you don't really think about all the terms and conditions that you're that you're signing that they're Mm -hmm. like oh we can revoke this at any time it's like well then what was the point of buying all that because now I have access to none of it Mm -hmm. and so I think that that's something cool that if that became something that in the future if you were to maybe like you know spend that $15.99 dollar on a movie, for instance, in your blockchain that you can then watch and put on anything else, mm-hmm. versus like buying the fifteen ninety nine on Amazon and then two years later then being like, Well, you can't have it. Huh. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as like some sort of security in what you're buying to keep it tangible to you and outside the hands of the people that can just take it away at any time. Mm-hmm. Just like things with payment processing, I think with, you know, as our industry especially, you know, they don't really have to give reason, you know, why why they're you know nuking our accounts? It, mm-hmm. it makes little to no sense at all. Yeah, you know. So I I think that that's a, a potential for you know crypto to have you know something good in the future as mm-hmm. long as still the right people you know kind of stay involved in it. And I know that there's a lot of people in the crypto community who are like, this is not necessarily something that we're even doing to create money, and it's great to create wealth, and that's awesome. However, I feel like they're so much more caring about um the little person like when you go into like the different forums or or you watch you know the informational videos you get a sense that basically these are people who are incredibly you know intelligent and this is not all of them because there are people who are just out to steal your money like like Mm -hmm. with anything Mm -hmm. however um i think that there's a lot of uh common denominator of wanting to kind of bring up everyone's wealth do you know what i'm saying like it's it's not so much about like capping the top it's about raising the bottom mm-hmm. and i think that you know hopefully if there could be more adoption with that and people can have access to more educational materials about it that aren't kind of based one way or the other to try to get someone to buy a new like Uh, monkey (laughs) yeah a new monkey or a new like a new token that's gonna Mm. go to the moon you know what i mean and people jumping on thinking they'll make a bunch of money Mm. um but it's, it's just like with anything to do with money you really have to kind of know the the basic ins and outs of how to of how to keep it Mm -hmm. and so definitely i know it's stupid to say do your research but it's like i said with shelby like learn a little before you do a lot because it's no especially since there are so many crypto scams out there Mm -hmm. like i am
0: getting so frustrated i think i honestly might make separate accounts just to talk about scams online (laughs) like all of my just for the record anybody listening to this or watching this that knows who i am i only have twitter instagram and tiktok i don't use facebook i don't use snapchat I don't we randomly email people on Google Hangouts and start asking about like crypto stuff. Same. And like there's. There's so many people who fall for these. And there's this crypto scam that keeps happening where uh, I've seen it on Reddit called the the pig butchering scam, where it's like the idea of fattening up a pig for slaughter, Um, where first we get a message from an unassuming profile, looks like just a normal cute girl, and she's not even talking about money yet. She's just like, hey, how are you? I think you're cute. I want to talk to you. And you guys have normal conversations, maybe even for a couple of days. And then she just kind of offhand mentions the fact that she is this huge crypto trader and that she loves teaching people how to make money with crypto because it's the future. And she just likes helping people. And Neil, you know her as this nice person that you just made a friend with online. So like, oh, okay, cool. You do crypto. How do you do that? And then she launches into this thing about like, well, if you go to this website and put this money in, you don't even really have to like know too much about crypto. It'll just, you'll just make your money work yeah, for yeah. you. So just if put it your sounds money...
1: too good to be true, it is. It is. <laughs> so then
0: people go to a website and they put money in and they see that in their little wallet on this website, their money doubles, their money triples, or making making so much money and, then and all of a sudden it's gone. No, no, no. No. All of a sudden they try to pull it out and they can't. Customer service is having a hard time uh, getting mm. in touch with them and mm-hmm. eventually your friend stops replying and it's a fake website. Mm -hmm. Um, if you put money in, they just take your money and then they put up a little thing saying, now your wallet is, is this big, you have this much money in your wallet on our website and there's no money in the wallet on the website. They just took your money. Um, that person pretended to be your friend and got you to trust them enough to go to this fucking weird ass website and put money in and all of it was fake. And it's just like, it's happening so much. And people are also losing their Instagram accounts. Like they're targeting people so much. my girlfriend's sister just lost her Instagram and immediately they, started posting like i just made a bunch of money from crypto stuff message this other person on instagram and they'll teach you like how to use this website and it's like it's that fucking pig butchering scam um so if anybody ever says give me money and i will make that money work for you and give you back so much more money they're fucking lying to you there's another thing that they do also where um you can send people funds and it'll appear like it's in your bank account um the way a lot of banks work they'll make the funds available to you before the payment is actually completely process Mm -hmm. and they've double checked that it's real so you can send somebody five dollars and then they'll send you 15 back and you think that you just made money but they just sent you fake money they just sent you fraudulent funds if you then go on to send them a hundred dollars and they send you back ten thousand and then you send them ten thousand back and they send you back a hundred thousand eventually the bank is going to finish processing all of those transactions and they're going to find out that the money that they were sending was fake money it was fraudulent funds it gets taken out of your account so they just took your money the bank now thinks that you're a fucking scammer (laughs) and you just like lost out on a whole lot and like like the way people keep falling for this shit is
1: insane to me because Uh, i mm. it's insane but only only in a marginal way because Mm -hmm. it's like okay i can understand it a lot right Mm -hmm. now because all of a sudden here's this new thing that people know from the news that some people have made a shitload of money on Mm -hmm. so they're like oh the pandemic lost my job or maybe wasn't working as much. Mm-hmm. I, how, how can I make money? Fast. Yeah, But you're you're not usually going to make money fast. Mm-hmm. And if you do make money fast, just know you're going to have to pay a lot of taxes on it anyway, so yeah. be careful. But it's, you know... So I think it's easy for people to get scanned. And I think that mm-hmm. there are just some people that... It, it it's all about like when you're putting your own expectations on a situation and you're just like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. And now mm. it's happening. It's the same with like catfishes who, yeah. who use our images. Oh and God. it's like, to, Dude. also the audacity. It's like to come comment on our pages or, you know, send us direct messages or even come onto our subscription you know, sites yes. and be like this and this. And it's like, you knew who I was enough to know where my actual social media accounts mm. and subscriptions are. And you're mad at me? No, because... Are you kidding? These catfish accounts yeah. will say like, oh,
0: this is my backup account to talk to my fans. And you're a very special fan. And we should be friends. And of I course, love you. but
1: how often do we say these are our only accounts? Right. And so it's like, if you know us enough to know that, then stop thinking with your penis yeah. there was a guy who recently <laughs> dm'd my girlfriend
0: so okay to back up a little bit i, oh, did I a, think you
1: told me that.
0: yeah so i hate this, I, love this I, I did a porno movie that had some not porno people as extras in it and there was a guy who was playing like a motorcycle dude in it and he knew who i was he asked for a picture with me i was like yeah sure no problem dude um took the picture with his phone he posted it and he got targeted by somebody who was pretending to be me. So this person that was pretending to be me messaged him and was like, oh, my God, it was so nice to meet you. By the way, I fell in love with you when I met you. Um, You're just so amazing that I love you so much and we should be together. Um, but unfortunately, I'm kind of far away right now. So I need help with a plane ticket because I just lost my purse and it had all of my money in it and my wallet. And so I just need you to send me the money for the plane ticket so I can come be with you. And it's going to be amazing. And so apparently they had been messaging back and forth for a while. While and he sent them money for a plane ticket, a lot of money, like a ridiculous amount of money for a fucking plane ticket. so how much are they? 300 (laughs) bucks? Apparently they were six
1: grand. Well, yeah, if you take first class.
0: (laughs) But then he started to feel guilty because he knew that, you know, I had a girlfriend. He met her by the way, during this shoot, because she was also one of the extras for this big movie thing. So he met me and he met my girlfriend. He saw me being lovey-dovey with my girlfriend and then went home and got a message from my backup account saying that I fell in love with him and that I was going to leave my girlfriend for him. He started to feel a little bit guilty. So he messaged my girlfriend saying, hey, just so you know, um, like, I need to ask you a question about Kira. Like, is she really your ex? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, "Uh, no, she's sitting next to me. We we're getting our nails done when he started messaging her. Um, and so she's like, no, it's not my ex like we're still very much together and he's like damn I was right she's playing us she's play- She's playing you man like she's she's, she's in love with me she's in love with me and she's gonna come move in with me and like I already got the plane ticket and like it's all really- and she's like what are you talking about and so she's so showing me the messages like we're laughing about it then I take her phone and I like I send him a little video of like hi this is actually me um I'm sorry but like I'm not gonna come see you like I think you've been scammed can you show me the messages and so he sends us the screenshots of the messages and yeah it's that whole fucking thing of like I lost my purse and i love you and i just need any the plane ticket and then i'll pay you back and we can be together and i'm gonna fuck your brains out and like and just he met me in person and he saw me posting about my girlfriend and he saw me with my girlfriend and and at no point did he think maybe i should just message her real account yeah and like
1: there's mm. something funny with with that is like all right so still he's an idiot However, he did actually meet you in person. Yes. So many of these people sending money that they've never met them. Mm-hmm. There's a guy and I know that you're going to be commenting on this YouTube video and you need to stop because I've replied to you so many times. If you don't get it by now, Danny. All right. I was never married to you. <laughs> I was in New Zealand once and I never met a Danny ever. And I haven't been in New Zealand since 2017. Hmm. Not with you. I don't have an assistant named uh, Olivia or Leanne or whoever it was that you were you were saying is talking to. It's not. Stop. Mm. You've never met me. How could I be married to you? It doesn't make sense.
0: It's like these... You know? There was a woman a couple of years ago that was talking to a catfish. She said for a year... Um, somebody who was pretending to be me and had fallen in love with her and was going to move to LA to be with her, blah, 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 found my real accounts, emailed me, asked like finally after a year to double check if it was actually me yeah, after a year and told her like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that wasn't me. And she decided that because she'd spent so much time talking to the catfish and it already and, she already um, knew you, she already knew me. So even though she was talking to somebody who was not me, um, she was in love still with me. The um, idea of you mm-hmm. too, because it's like, and they I
1: think they know.
0: Yeah, and so I stopped replying because I realized that if if I kept replying, it was just going to feed into the fantasy more. Yeah. Um, and like, she oh, still, she cares. Yeah, so she, she still tweets at me, and st- like, I like looked through her account recently, and she gets targeted by people who are pretending to be me so much. She's apparently sent them so many different gift cards, and each time, like, she the, she posts screenshots on her Twitter of yeah, like... you could be
1: sending those to me if
0: you wanted to. <laughs> like, but she, stuff. She, she's like, Posted screenshots on Twitter of like, yes, this is really me. This is really Kira. And once you send me more Google Play cards, I will call you. I will video call you immediately after you send another it's Google like Play card. After, after and it's a just... certain
1: time, did they not realize they're not gonna no. get the phone call? That's what I'm saying. They, just, like, they really don't. Y'all need to manage expectations because mm. you can have all the feelings in the world about someone, right? You can you can wanna be their best friend, you can wanna put them on a pedestal, you can want to marry them and Mm -hmm. fuck them and all the things. That doesn't mean that they're going to feel the same way about you. Mm -hmm. Especially if you've never met them. Like, it's it's not, like, you gotta Mm -hmm. there's so much more behind people than, like, what you just see, especially, like, as us sitting here it's like you can you can see us because of perhaps scenes that we've done or you know uh the conversations we've even had in dm on subscription sites and Mm -hmm. things like that and you can get a general idea but you don't know fully like what's going on in here or in there and Mm -hmm. you don't know all the past you know as much as we're willing to share so it's like you know just know and manage the expectations of realizing that you can really care for someone it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that they that they feel the same way Mm -hmm. and also you can only care for someone to like a certain extent especially if you've never really spent any in-person time with them really diving into their mind and and figuring out who they are as a person because there's only so you really you can be online regardless Mm -hmm. you know because there's only so much time in the day to share all
0: your little dark and dirty (laughs) you know (laughs) and i feel like i'm fairly open online but i'm still like like hiding a lot of my personal life from the internet as most people do like i all of my social media accounts save for my tiktok are to promote stuff that i'm trying to sell you my porn uh porn hub merch like some scene that i did for somebody else like it's all about promoting a brand and trying to make money because that is my job um with my TikTok, I'm just making silly little goofy jokes because no one's paying me to do anything on there. And it's it's fun.
1: Um, but, that's why I like TikTok.
0: But it's, it's a little bit confusing where people feel like they know me because they follow me on Twitter. They follow me on Instagram. And it's like I do get personal on there sometimes. But the main point of those social media accounts is to sell things because mm-hmm. that's what I do for a living. Um, so to say that you love me or say that you know me and like, like I get messages from people saying that like, I should leave my girlfriend because obviously I don't really love her because in one of the videos that I posted with her, I looked away for a half second and I looked up into the left, which means that I was lying, which means I'm lying about wanting to be in a relationship with her, which means I'm lying about being gay and I just don't know how to tell it to her. And I really don't love her at all. And like, if I would just talk to them for five minutes, I would realize that they were the perfect person for me. And it's just like... It's no
1: like, literally, <laughs> literally anyone who would go to me and be like i'm the perfect person for you i'd be like bye <laughs> <laughs>
0: like you think you know that like you, you can't possibly know that just from looking at somebody's social media profiles that are very meticulously curated yes to to
1: sell you a very specific fantasy it's exactly you're selling a fantasy Mm -hmm. and it's like and so many people understand that and we appreciate you guys so fucking much (laughs) keep jerking off to us keep Mm -hmm. flicking the bean to us do whatever it takes (laughs) for you and you guys are awesome thank you for knowing that we are providing that fantasy Mm. that you so desperately crave. And I love that you desperately crave it. And we can just all have fun together, but don't take it to a place where it's
0: not meant to go. Yeah.
1: Like Like I get, I get comments too. It's like, I understand like, um, I've never been open with a relationship before until very recently mm -hmm. because, you know, because of the ex-husband and because of everything that I was made to be. And he directed, so much of even how my personality was supposed to be presented. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, um, you know, had had other little people to protect as well, you know, um, but even then it's like as much as you give, they try to take more mm-hmm. all the time. And now it's like, well, I wanted to be as open and honest and transparent as I can be and I'm as comfortable as I am being And I'm like, well here's this relationship that obviously I think has strengthened me as a person it's like yes Mm -hmm. i did a lot of that work myself but i think having a partner that can help you and support you when you're trying to figure it all out is amazing Mm -hmm. and i think that it's it's awesome to be able to share like you know the cool things that we do together like the photos that we take and whether i'm sharing it for myself or for my friends or for you like who cares but don't leave comments like you shouldn't post your boyfriend because you do porn well you know what you shouldn't post your big fucking beer gut but that is like all that's all over your Instagram, you little potato head. Like it no, doesn't.
0: Like... I've had some people say that I've uh, been ruined for them because I talk about having a girlfriend, and it's just
1: first well, then of don't all drag off
0: they main- don't do this to mainstream actors, or at least you shouldn't be doing this to mainstream actors, and you should un- like. I feel like it's more understandable whenever you talk about, let's say, Queen Latifah. Where you've seen her in a lot of movies, uh, Bringing Down the House. I don't know if you've seen that. It's one of my favorite fucking movies. And in that movie, she was shown with a man. She was shown going on dates with a man. She ended up with the guy at the end. A spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie yet. Um, and Are you
1: telling me that she was
0: acting? She was acting. She's gay she has a whole ass wife and a whole ass child with her whole whole ass ass ass
1: wife and a whole (laughs) ass life god damn it and and people are not
0: like oh that that just ruins bringing down the house for me now i I can't believe any of that it's like well you can just take it as entertainment yeah like i am comfortable shooting with men um asexuality is a weird fucking thing for a lot of people because Mm -hmm. uh, whenever people think of a lesbian they think of somebody who is disgusted by men or hates men like would never touch a man whatever um my stuff was a lot weirder than that, it took me a long time to realize that I was gay because I was not disgusted by men. And it was just like this little box of lesbian that I did not fit in, so I wasn't okay with taking the label. Um but now it's like I don't mind having sex with men. There are some guys that I like and so I like when I was in relationships especially it wasn't like a sexual attraction for me when I would be fucking my boyfriend it would be like I like this man and I want him to feel good because I want him to like me so
1: and also (laughs) I kind of feel like maybe mm. you're because I think we all crave intimacy in one Mm. way or another so also if you're like well obviously I'm I'm not gay like I just like women's vaginas for videos only (laughs) like and and then you're like well I want to like push with the person that I am with Mm -hmm. I want to Feel a connection either way, even if it's not like oh I'm so turned on. It's like you at least yeah. want to like. It was about feel intimacy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so with whenever I do porn with men, it's not like I'm gritting my teeth trying to get through it, uh, and I feel like that's what a lot of people take whenever they just hear me talk about being a lesbian. They think that that means that I like hate being in porn, um and that's not the case. Like i especially now, like, as I get older, I'm able to be a lot more assertive about what I am and am not okay with doing on camera. Um, so. If I'm doing something in a porno, it's because I'm comfortable doing it in the porno. And, like, the fantasy is that I am super into this dude's dick. Sometimes the fantasy is that I'm a babysitter. Sometimes the fantasy is that I'm a nurse. Sometimes the fantasy is that I am a robot designed by a mad scientist. You mean you're not a robot? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, if you can have the suspension of disbelief for the other fucking fantasy parts of it then why is me being gay such an issue like i i get that it's not the norm and i get that it's something that's a little bit unusual for people but it doesn't uh, putting me in that box of you must hate it because you're gay isn't cool (laughs) like especially when i'm repeatedly telling you like i'm fine with it it's cool um and then there are also people on the flip side who think that because i'm comfortable with having sex with men and that means i'm bisexual um that you shouldn't be with a woman
1: basically and that you should yeah. be with a man
0: um and it's just the thing of i Know very 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 well now that I am just not happy in relationships with men, um for multiple reasons. Like it doesn't mean that I didn't care about the people that I've dated that were men. Um, but the sexual component went downhill really really fast because they quickly learned that it wasn't something that we were engaging in in the same way. Like for me, it was a performance. For me, it was an intimacy thing. For me, it was like trying to get you to like me, but it wasn't really like I would never be horny for them. Basically, mm. um. And there's also, like, the emotional part of it, where it's just, I prefer women. I like girls. Um, Girls are cool. I don't know if you've noticed. One of my favorite
1: genders. They're really nice. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a fan, too. Which is is funny you say that, too. Because, so, for instance, I've only, like, especially with mainstream, like, just Mm -hmm. lesbian porn. Mm -hmm. That's what I was comfortable doing with. But especially now that I'm like, oh, I have a boyfriend. People are like, well, then you're not a real lesbian. I was never a real lesbian i love women i think they're so pretty and they're so squishy and i love the sounds that they make when you're like eating them out and they're just like oh they're so pretty and i love them so much but i love dick <laughs> like god do i love dick mm-hmm. and that doesn't take away from the fact that i also love women mm-hmm. i just i prefer um I prefer the relationship that I have with, with my man. Yeah. And, and that's not even like in comparison to other women or to other men, just as a person in general. Yeah. And I think that's what it comes down to is just the person that you're with. And yes, it's like for you, you don't want to do that with, with a man. Yeah. And you feel that better with a woman. But for me, especially all the years that I did girl, girl stuff, that was some of the most sexual intimacy I had, and I was in a relationship at the time I was married. Hmm. I, (laughs) the only times, you know, that I would really feel kind of good about sex, especially with everything that I was doing outside of the job, you know, put on me by the man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When I would get to be with a woman, it actually helped me like, you know, open up more sexually because you'd have someone else's there. Oh, we got the same parts, <laughs> and you know what you're doing. You made me feel good. Oh, I'm going to do that to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like this fun, like sexually vibrant experience. And then you get cuddles and mm-hmm. you get like all the cute, like A little girl stuff, little stuff that yeah. I love. And it's like this fun, beautiful experience, but it's like, you know, for me, I like my man. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that I don't love women and love giving women Mm -hmm. pleasure because it's fun and it's sexy people like to think about sexuality in these really
0: rigid terms Mm -hmm. um, when sexuality is a lot more of a spectrum kind of thing Um, there are some people who are on one end of the spectrum where they are just so gay that the other sex just repulses them they cannot even imagine doing it ever since they were like just they just popped out and was like I'm never doing that ew
1: vaginas or ew dick and then there
0: are other people who are on the other end of the spectrum where it's just like I love the opposite sex and that's I cannot imagine ever doing anything else I cannot imagine being in a relationship with anybody else like but and then there are people who are kind of in the middle and it's like you can be on this weird spectrum where sometimes you're like for me for instance where I'm gay but I'm not repulsed by men Um, I've met so many guys especially in porn who are straight but they don't mind fucking around with dudes and like that's something where like helped me come to terms with my sexuality because there have been so many times And uh, this is going to be in the porno that i write if i ever <laughs> do it yes um where i would be doing like a, like a couple swap thing um where it would be me and another girl and two other guys and at one point we would be like oh yeah it'd be hot if you guys kiss and they'd be like all right and they would make out in front of us and like it would be fine like, i could accept the fact that they were straight but they were okay with doing some stuff with dudes because they knew that I thought it was hot. (laughs) Um, And I couldn't apply that to myself. And it's
1: funny, like, the things that we do to even turn on our audience, right? It's like, okay, so for me... My feet are fucking gross, but some (laughs) guys jerk off to them, you know, it's like, but I'm not going to be like, ew, you're gross because you jerk off to my nasty feet. I just accept they're nasty and you like them for Mm. whatever reason. It's like everybody has a different thing and Mm. everybody approaches stuff differently.
0: A lot of guys don't fuck and they open up and over position. Like, have you ever seen a porno where the girl's in doggy and the guy, instead of just like being on his knees and kind of like humping into her, he gets up. And basically does squats into her pussy or ass. Yeah. And, and like you can it's like it's great for the camera angles. People don't actually fuck like that usually. <laughs> it doesn't mean that these performers are faking everything and they're hate- Well, sometimes people don't like it, but like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're hating it. It doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that everything's fake and that you shouldn't enjoy it. It looks hot. It's entertainment. They do yeah. it that way that so you can see it real good and it, you can jerk
1: off to it. Okay. It's like- Here's one. one. Mm-hmm. Pile driver. In a lesbian porn. (coughs) (laughs) No high drive. (laughs) I
0: just had to do the, okay. I figured out a way to make double-ended dildos work in lesbian porn. I'm actually like, really proud of myself. Pile driving ish. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, pile driver is absolutely
1: fucking ridiculous. I was thinking, oh, you could <laughs> squat <laughs> over top of her vagina. But the- I, okay. I
0: usually hate uh, scissoring or double-ended oh, dildos yeah. because it's just really hard to keep the momentum for that going.
1: It is, especially if it's not firm enough. But mm. then if it's too firm, it hurts.
0: Yeah. So but if you can have one girl in missionary, you you stick the, the double ended dildo into her and then you have the other girl go into doggy. And, like, bounce her ass oh. on the double the dildo. Then it becomes oh. almost like a strap-on situation. Yes. And you get some really cool ass bouncing. I like that. Um, and you can also, like, it, like I, I've learned that if I grip really hard and I pull out a little bit, like, I can kind of fuck her back, too.
1: Have you used one of the strap-ons that there's, like, no harness and it's, like, in you? Because that always looked like it could either feel really good mm-hmm. or really painful. So I haven't tried one of those I have ones. one and I haven't tried it because I can't get the image
0: out of my head of it slipping out of me mid fucking and then I'm just like oh my is loose <laughs> like I don't think my pussy is loose I've been told by many people it's fairly tight but that would just be embarrassing so like I it just falls I'm just like, like cuz like, things get slippery and if you get turned on then you like start to relax
1: and it's just one thing um, that like I love using a strap on like especially you know when the other girl is into it and mm-hmm. you can like really go like it's so fun but one of the funny things is sometimes I wish that in those situations I had a dick just because like sometimes yeah. it pops out and you don't know because you can't. Right. Because and then you're still so just like fucking it. really hard, and like yeah. Like, and she she's... whispers over her shoulder. She's like, "That's my." As someone who always loves new technology, one question that I have is why can't tech be cute? But then I discovered kawaii lighting, and I realized that My cat. That's, <laughs> that's, not, or that's my it's butt butt That's not. that's my butt. That's my butt. I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, to-
0: there, there are so many girls uh, that make <laughs> me wish that I had a dick. It's like I, um, I may try to do some gender affirming surgery things when I'm not doing porn anymore. Like there are some things like I, I, wanted to get boobs because I think big boobs are cool. Now having the big boobs, it's still kind of fun, but like, now I kind of wish I didn't have them at all or like any boobs at all. Or any nipples at all. So, like, I might just, like, chop them off at some point. I wish that bottom surgery for f to m was better than it is. Because, like, if that's really... Like, if you just really freaking limit a dick, dude, then fucking go for it. I think it's awesome. I think that they can make really realistic-looking ones. But from what I understand, like, you still can't really feel it in the exact same way like a, uh, a uh, cis guy would have, yeah. like, their dick work. So, it's just... I would love to have a dick. And if they ever come up with a surgery that give me the same shit that cis dudes have, I'm so that fucking you can feel what doing it. Feels like, yeah. like I, mm, I, I wish so hard that I could have a dick. Um, But I wouldn't go as far as bottom surgery because it's, it's not... Me wanting to have a dick is not about having the physical dick there it's about having that sensation like i would love to get a blowjob like i would i'm
1: the biggest curious Mm -hmm. i'm the biggest curious my (laughs) biggest curiosity Mm -hmm. there we go i'm not even smoking what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) My biggest curiosity is literally, like, how it feels. And I mm-hmm. and I just think about it, I've And I've always kind of just wondered. Like, I don't even want it. Because I love my vagina. I think my vagina is pretty. <laughs> and I like to touch it. Is, it, it is cool. Like, thank you. You have a very pretty vagina, too. Thank you. I hate it. <laughs> oh,
0: sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's horrendous. <laughs> no, I, I, I will let you finish your, your thought first.
1: And then I need to tell you a story okay. about my vagina. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, you've... Especially, like, I... I know they all haven't seen it because <laughs> lesbian porn, but especially during my last relationship, I had sex with so many guys. I know the way that my vagina feels with different dicks, different sizes, different shapes and colors and and uh, different positions and everything. I know how they all feel. And it's still awesome. It still feels amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they feel. Yeah, because then you ask them and they're like, it feels good. I'm like, no, like, how does it? Like, how does it feel like I can tell you when I can feel myself about to come because I can feel my pussy like clenching and throbbing and I can feel your dick pulsing inside of my vagina which is cool mm-hmm. do you feel me squishing your penis with my vagina can you feel that like tell me how it feels i want little, little. ridges yeah. like it's just I want to know. Yeah. So oh, okay. Um. All right. So
0: your horrendous vagina, <laughs> horrendous vagina, weird puberty story, upcoming. Um. I was very religious. Did not really get the talk. Um. When I was a kid, I got told a lot that uh men are disgusting when rape me, but I didn't really get the talk of like your body is going to change kind of thing. Yeah, I don't um, either. So I when I when I have pretty prominent inner lips. Um. My labia isn't one of the. Um, like puffy on the outside, little tiny flaps on the inside. I have like, not like huge, huge flaps, but like they're there. They're like really pretty sizable inner flaps. And when that first I started happening,
1: my inner flaps. Yeah,
0: I thought that I was disgusting. Um, When that first started happening, cause I had no idea that that was going to be a thing. Like just one day. It starts off as nothing. It's like, yeah.
1: eh, and then all of a sudden, like it's like, oh, can... coming out. Like, uh. And nobody tells you about that. People but thought you're going to bleed. Idea. It was such a, sh- I didn't, I didn't know, like, Mm -hmm. so I was homeschooled before, like, the talk was ever introduced when I was in school, Mm -hmm. and when that happened, I was like, all right, have have you ever eaten pickled beets? (laughs) All right, so pickled beets are a huge thing with my family. I don't know why I fucking love them. I have some (laughs) in my fridge now, and I like to pull them out when I'm stoned and pull out little slices of pickled beets and eat them, because I'm disgusting. How do you pickle, like, with white vinegar or apple cider vinegar? Uh, I have no idea. My mom used to make them. She used to, like, jar her own and everything. Fuck, they're so good. (laughs) But... <laughs> because beets are so red, purpley, if you consume enough of them in a sitting, you can pee red. Mm-hmm. And I knew this at the time because it happened to my cousin who <laughs> liked beets more than I did. Mm-hmm. And I remember his mom like, she had been freaking out because it was this that took him to the doctor pickled beets. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. So I had eaten a bunch of pickled beets the night before I got my period. I woke up in the morning blood all over my bed all over my legs but to me I was like did I piss the bed at 15 <laughs> oh, no. years old did I piss the bed like I was freaked out like I tried to like I thought it was dying and my mom was like here's a tampon and I was like what do
0: I do with right ah. no I had a similar the first time somebody was like here's a tampon I was at the pool <laughs> And so I'm just, like, in this stall, and I'm like, where does it go? Like, I don't fucking know. And I was just, like, poking and then it came out. And I was like, I'm sorry, I just can't make it work. Like, I don't know what I'm doing down there. Can I, can
1: I tell you a story? Alright, so, if this is too gross, David, you can cut it out. Um, Ah, fuck it. Alright, so... <laughs> As I said, it was homeschool. So any of the excursions that I did with other kids was usually with the uh, the church youth group. And so we would go on like a week or two excursions, like every summer, kind of like a little Bible camp missionary thing. We'd go and like build, you know, roof houses, you know, in down south or whatever. I don't know. They think they're helping. But um, <laughs> I got my like second period on that trip, which mm-hmm. was like, it was still so new and scary at the time. And before I was like, I don't know what to do with tampons. I'm going to use a pad. We were going whitewater rafting, and I didn't really know even the cycle of how long you would go. In between the- I'm oh, yeah. like, maybe six months from now. I don't know. <laughs> so, fucking, my mom had packed all the stuff, like, just in case, you know, there was three tampons. I went into the bathroom to try to, like, get this done before going whitewater rafting. I am holding up everyone. I couldn't figure out how to get them in, and so like one fell in the toilet. I'm like trying to put another one in, and like that falls out into the toilet. I'm like, I don't want to. Do it. she, she giving me like supers? I was that was my second period. Like oh you can't. Yeah. You need like a regular. And I put one in, and it's like hanging out like that far. I was like, I was like, ah. And So I didn't know what to do. So I just ripped it out and I shoved a bunch of um, toilet paper, yep, in there into the lining of my swimsuit. And I mm-hmm. used to wear like, um, like the little short board shorts, so it would have the lining built in. So mm-hmm. I'm like, "This will cover it. Like, it'll be fine." It's not fine. No. If you're wondering, <laughs> it's not fine. Because it does not work out when you get out of your little like kayak water rafting thing and start swimming around. Guess what comes out? Guess what starts just like oh, randomly floating, bloody. and you don't even notice it because you're like, do, do, I have a child in the <laughs> and then. Your crush points out, what's that? And it's a giant glob of toilet paper with blood just floating down the river. And you're just like, I hope I die in the next 30 (laughs) seconds. And then you don't die and you have to live with that for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And I'm still obviously traumatized by it. So, I I faked my first period. Oh, really? Um, Tell I
0: me. was little emo kid. Um, yeah, get you girl. Without getting too far into it, things were not good at home, and <laughs> there was one day where <clears> I was uh up at night in the middle of the night stabbing a um shampoo bottle, an empty shampoo bottle, because that was how I was getting my aggression out don't really understand now. I don't remember why that was my way of doing it, but whatever. I was doing that as a kid and I was trying to stab the shampoo bottle and I missed and I hit my palm. Mm. Um, And I just grabbed uh, what was next to me which was just like panties from when I took a shower and just left my clothes on yeah. the floor earlier um, and like used that to try to stop the bleeding and then I was like oh fuck like I don't know how I'm going to explain this and so I decided to go ahead and lie to my mom like I went to her and I was like I just got my period this, that's why there's blood on this and so she gave me pads and like gave me like a really bare bones like this is going to happen for the rest of your life until you're too old for it to happen I guess um, and then you get dry and crusty and musty and you're blowing out you know <laughs> dust clouds and so then I just like I just kept faking my period by like announcing loudly and often to my family of like, I am having my period right now. <laughs> and then when I first actually got my period. um, So I had to go to summer school. I can't remember exact. I want to say it was like. 13 or 14, but I had to go to summer school and the last day of summer school, my dad was going to pick me up. My biological dad was going to pick me up and I was going to like have my visitation time with mm-hmm. him for the summer. Um, so I got my actual first period while in summer school class um, and I didn't realize it because I was wearing black pants and I didn't realize it until I got up um, and there was just blood all over mm-hmm. my seat and I didn't know what to do. So I just left and I'm so sorry to whatever shit had <laughs> Do that? We didn't know. And so then night, my dad comes to pick me up, and so I get into his car with his like awesome leather seats, oh, and we no. drive, no. and I'm in the back seat, right? And so no one else is in the back seat with me. Um, we stop off somewhere to eat food and I have to also like this whole time like I'm just freaking out because like I don't I don't know I'm, I don't know how I'm going to tell them like one this is my first period I'm kind of freaking out two I don't have any period stuff with me because I've been faking it this whole time so like, yeah, I didn't it think I need like, I, like
1: I'm I, carrying it around you're just like I'm never going to get it yeah literally.
0: <laughs> I just I'm just going to stab that my hand possibly. and move on like, just, <laughs> right and so we went to go eat somewhere and like so I'm sitting in this fucking plastic white booth and like got oh, blood all over that white.
1: of course it was white
0: and still no one noticed until we got all the way back to my dad place wherever fucking state he was living at the time when we finally got home my dad was like yo is that a bunch of blood (laughs) and so my my stepmom gave me this long lecture about how disgusting that was because it was and how inconsiderate it was for me to not bring any period stuff with me and not say anything to anybody and like the whole time i'm just like yeah, yeah but no, that, I suck. Like that's uh-huh. not a
1: correct way to handle that with <laughs> like, a child, especially a child but they, who's bleeding. But I'm they just thought
0: that, that that this was not my first period and that I was just unprepared and didn't care about bleeding all over the place. When really I was mm-hmm. just so terrified and didn't know how to say anything, anybody didn't know how to ask for help. Um, so I just, I had to clean up my dad's car and they gave me extra pads. I told him, like, I don't have any. And they were just like, you know, you're very irresponsible and very inconsiderate. And I'm like, yes, I know. I'm sorry. If only you
1: could know I've been faking it all. (laughs) I
0: didn't know. Because then I would have to explain. Like, why were you faking it?
1: Well, one day I stabbed my hand. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Like, the weird things that we do as kids to try to, like, avoid, (laughs) to avoid reprimand when it's easier. But I feel like, especially with, you know, family situations that aren't the greatest, it was something that's definitely not taught is communication mm-hmm. that's severely lacking in my family. And I brought that into my adult life. So Yay. I'm working on it. <laughs> but yeah, like I used to band aid down my nipples because I didn't have tits and just super hard nipples and... I didn't tell my mom about that for way too long when she found out she was so pissed, had to take me bra shopping. And like, like that is not the prop. (laughs) No. And I'm like, I don't want to wear a bra. There's nothing to put in them. I just want to cover up my nipples for fuck's sake. (laughs) So people stop looking at me damn no I had to beg for my
0: first training bra because like I was I was I, did, I have fake boobs now and they're big and they're fun sometimes but uh back then especially like I was completely flat even when I got boobs like there was still barely an A cup there yeah um so I just wanted a bra because it was just like a rite of passage I want to be older and older no, I didn't, older I didn't want to I was like
1: I'm gonna be a child forever <laughs> doesn't work that way. <laughs> so what made you want to get uh implants to what I'm sorry what what made you want to get a boob job Oh, um, well, it was kind of like a combination of things, but, um, I was always very like ashamed of my body, (laughs) which is funny considering the job that I've been thrust into, but, um, my ex got me into, you know, obviously camming in the industry and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wanted, like, I started to feel pretty for like the first time when it came to camming because, you know, I mean, I was bullied. I was fucking homeschooled. I barely had any interaction, you know, with the opposite sex to speak of. And typically it had been very negative. And so when I was finally in a space and I'm like, oh, like I'm all naked and vulnerable, but they're still making me like feel good. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to like do more with it. And I and I I always had kind of like the self-consciousness about like even like the nipples. Right. And I think then I had this moment where I was I was like, you know, I don't really I'm not a super fan of my body, but these people are and I kind of want to feel good for myself because they already they already like this you know but I'm I'm still not I'm still not a fan and I want to take away the shame of my super hard nipples like why should there be shame like, you know, behind mm-hmm. that, I don't think that there should be, you know, you look at like Friends and stuff like that, all their nipples were already out, like all the time back in the I've, 90s. Like it was not a thing. I have pasties um, that have hard nipples on them for when
0: I want, because like, my, my, oh, I had one nipple that like, gets pretty hard, yeah. really good, but it's not consistent and this one just never does it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I have these pasties that I can put on whenever I want to have hard nipples under. Her. Oh, yeah, that's awesome.
1: <laughs> so I think it's really cool. I think it's yeah, super hot. But, but it is cool. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... You know, and that's one of the things about the guys said they were really like was my little eraser nipples because <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say little. Like, I got tiny little aerials and, like, big old nipples. Like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. So I was like, all right, well, what if we just made the boobs bigger and then they kind of mashed the nipples more. So I was, you know, because my nipples are so big and I was like, people like them. You know, I even like them. I'm like, played with. <laughs> so I'll just bigger. Like, fuck it. I'm, I'm doing this anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I might as well just do it. And the amount of people that got pissed off
0: I remember you telling me. Because I didn't now. really
1: tell anybody that I was going to do it. I was just like, I might be doing a thing. I told a couple people who were like, no. I'm like, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and then I showed back up on camera and was like, mm, and they, you know, they were pissed. But it's, it goes back to their own expectations of what mm-hmm. they, they have of you.
0: And like, if you don't like an adult performance body anymore, that's fine. But like, you don't need to fucking rage at us for it. Because yeah. one, I guarantee you, we do not fucking care.
1: I guarantee you that we rage on our bodies a lot more than you ever will. Right. And so It's
0: like people will, will comment on my stuff of like, I used to be such a big fan of you. And then you had to ruin yourself with all the surgeries and the botched face stuff and now i hate the way you look i'm just like okay you could have had that thought
1: and, and just to go, go, go on, on go your way like i'm,
0: top I'm top top. not gonna i'm not gonna see that comment and be like oh my god he's right I've ruined myself. I'm I needed to get these about- out, get these implants out of me right now. I know. Like, I just, it's like, no, like I got these because I wanted to, not because the evil porn industry pressured me to, not yeah. because a director told me that I had to, not because my evil manager made me do it. Like I thought big boobs were cool. So I got big boobs Big are boobs are fun to play with. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, and like, even just like, I'm just jiggling them right now. That's fun. <laughs> like, I could do that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just so much easier for just, like, taking selfies and stuff for uh, OnlyFans, where I feel a lot more confident just being like, here are my boobs today. Um, so even though, like, I don't want to keep them forever, like, the, sh- the shit's fine. I got it because I wanted to, not because I thought that I had to. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people seem to think that I was like pressured into getting it done. Yeah. it's really just not like I'm. I'm planning to have more surgery too. Like I have a consultation for a nose job um next month, and I'm really excited about it. And that one's not because I don't want to look black. And I, lo- I know a lot of people are gonna say that. People already comment. They they know that I've had surgeries, but they don't know exactly which one. Sometimes, so mm-hmm. they'll just like throw shit out there, like, "Oh, I hate your botched nose job." And I'm like, oh, "I've never. I haven't got one of those. I Haven't yet, got one but yet. I'm working, but I'm on, I'm working it, on it. So. Right. save your <laughs> hatred. I know that people like are gonna say that I don't want to look black and that I'm like trying <laughs> not have a black nose." the reason I want to have a nose job, um, well, two reasons. One, my nose is kind of off-center, and I've always fucking hated it, and I would love to correct that. It's like... Imagine if I'm looking straight at you, my nose is not looking straight at you. It's kind of looking to the right. Or if mm-hmm. I turn my head slightly, then my nose is looking right at you and it's weird. But then I'm, you're side-eyeing and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> and I just I fucking hate it. It's always been a thing that I've not liked about my nose. And then the second thing is that I do look a lot like my mother and I fucking hate my mother. Um my well... nose shape from the front is definitely hers. So I wa- I'm going to a doctor who specializes in Asian and black noses. So I'm going to go to him to like I don't want a thinner nose necessarily, I do not a European-looking nose it doesn't have to be like super thin and pointy. I just want it to be more centered, um, and just like just different. Just give me something different. Like, give me like a fucking upturn, like something to where Like, I can look at my face and not see my mom. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also symmetry. <laughs> like, so just for the record, like I'm gonna be making more posts about this online too. Whenever I actually finally get the surgery, because yeah. I'm just getting the consultation. I don't even know when exactly
1: I'm gonna be getting it. Yeah. Um, but the like, thing is, mm-hmm. you should have the the freedom to do that. Like, one of the cool things is that. You know, with the the job that you have and that we have, it's like we are under a microscope all the time, especially physically. Mm -hmm. Like, if if above anything else, it's physically that we're judged, you know, whether it's because of what we're putting inside of ourselves or how we look, you Mm -hmm. know, based on what it is that people want to jerk off to. They're like, this is how you should be. But the cool thing is that there's still so many people. Like, I I had a panic when I did get the boobs that I was going to, like, lose all my fans because I basically did for the most part. And they told me that. But But then then it's like you find... You know, people have to replace them because there's Mm -hmm. always no matter what version of yourself that you're in in that moment, there's people who are going to love that. And Mm -hmm. it's cool that you then do have the opportunity to to do things to your body that make you feel more confident as a person. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that doesn't affect you guys. Like, we're not telling you to go get like you know dick enhancement surgery or like to but make your you, balls smaller or they, to like take haven't. care of your bitch tits no, like
0: they, so have you seen the surgery for making dicks longer yeah it's, it's insane and it only gives them like an extra couple of centimeters I'm like like it's
1: it's not that much different no it's, if anything what i have heard is that it gets more more thickness than length like it's easier to get that thicker than to the length you but yes. it's like but then at the same time it's kind of like like, why would you go through so much expense? Because it's it doesn't even seem like the um, uh, like comparable to like boobs, for instance. Right, you boobs are, are such a big difference. You, like you can oh. you can have two. Like what is the
0: term tu- tuberless? Breasts, uh, where like the, like a shape that you don't like, you can get a whole new shape. You can get a lift. You can get them bigger. You can make yeah. them smaller. But with the, the dick surgery, it's like it has a
1: couple of centimeters. It seems like a big gamble because I've heard that it can also stop you then from getting harder, even like your sensation. Even if it works, I it wa- goes way down. I watched a the surgery
0: where they inserted like a um, inflatable tube into oh, it, yeah, for Along the guys with that, the, that,
1: pump up their, their pups, penises. Yeah, yeah, there are a couple of male
0: porn that have that nasty thing. Like a tube in their in their dick, and I the pump question. is in their balls. Okay, I have a question <laughs> yes. about that.
1: Now, how does that? Dip. okay <laughs> where, where does it pump from do they just I have something know. hanging out the bottom of their testes and they just hook it on is there always something there? Like, I don't know. so do the they pump time, a ball like they just take one ball out looks and fill like, it with air and you just it have looks one like ball fondling,
0: it looks like they're fondling their balls the first time I, I did a scene with a guy who had the, the dick tube thing he didn't, he didn't tell me because like why would you it's a yeah. fucking personal thing whatever you don't have to announce that to it's me. like you walking in there and be like I have implants <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's fine so I, I, I was going down on him and his penis and I went to go suck on his balls and they were hard and then my first thought was oh shit bro you have cancer like I thought that there was something terribly terribly wrong I
1: was like no that's where I inflate my computer. yeah
0: and, and then I realized that, like like before the scene he was like doing a little like to his balls, and I thought that he was just getting himself ready, so, but he was pumping up his dick. And like, I don't know where the air comes from. I don't know how that works. I just right. know the pump is in the balls, and the so, tube is in the d- d- the dingling, and it works. Yeah, it, it's the same as a normal penis. It feels the same as a normal dick. Like, mm-hmm.
1: It, mm-hmm. I have a question for the audience. So, if there are any doctors, there's <laughs> probably not any of you who are doctors, but maybe, or any man who has a inflatable penis. How does it work? Write in to mm. twndpodcast at gmail com or leave me <laughs> a voicemail at anchor dot fm slash twnd. Because if we can get someone to comment on this, I'm gonna have to have you back so that we mm. can we can discuss more. Because can you it's imagine insane we have that me. for boobs?
0: Because I would do that. You can just make them
1: whatever size you want. If
0: I could just have a flat chest most of the time and then like pump up my titties <laughs> for porn, that would be ideal. <laughs>
1: but the <laughs> problem is,
0: our titties would be just as hard as their testicles, and that's where it would work. Can we just like have like a jelly pump? Like I don't <laughs> like it. Just pump jelly. Technology scientists, please, we need inflatable titties. There are so many non-binary people who would love you to just, just have like. He going in your eye. Like, All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Take a suck.
1: Today's yeah. grape. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be so cool. I think of the bimbofication <laughs> porn that you could do with that, where you have, like, the nerdy flat chested girl in the beginning, and then she takes some sort of weird sustenance, and then her off camera- her and she's like- Yeah, she pumps up her boobs real quick, and then comes back on camera, like, oh my god, I just want all the dicks now. Like, that would be so cool. Think of the cool porn we could make, please. Like, it would- mm. <laughs> Oh my god. I would do that. If I could have, like, a, a dick where I could feel it, and then inflatable titties that I could get rid of when I don't want it, that would be the ideal body for me. <laughs>
1: but- That'd be so amazing. I've said often that I would definitely get rid of my period and just grow a dick for a week and I, I would be so much happier, mm-hmm. but life doesn't work that way. It's very sad. Yeah. But speaking of, um, cool porno ideas and stuff like that, cause we did briefly touch on it, but are you at all interested in discussing kind of some of your ideas for yeah. what you want um, right to bring? Now it's,
0: it's still really loose. Um, yeah, so sure. there was a really cool thing that happened with AVN, um, recently where, Casey Kisses, uh, she did a biopic about herself and mm-hmm. it was a really fucking cool story. One, her story is just kick-ass. Two, the movie was really well done. Um, to toot my own horn, I was in it and I won Best mm-hmm. Supporting Actress in I cool. saw that. <laughs> That's very impressive. Um, but she also won Grand Reel. Uh, Joanna won, I'm pretty sure, for... Uh, Like ah, it was. I think it was either about the script or about the directing. But Joanna Mm. also won an award for it, and she was giving this acceptance speech and talking about how like you should just make what you want to make and like do the story that you want to do. Um, so I wanted to try to make a movie about queer labels and about how a lot of people, myself included for a long time, get so fixated on trying to force themselves to fit a box and not even just with like weird yeah. with, like, sexualities, but also with gender um, where there are a lot of people right now who are coming out as non-binary, not because it's just like some random fad and people are all lying, but because people are realizing that you don't have to be perfectly androgynous thin white with a shaved head in order to be non-binary. The yeah. Non-binary people don't owe you androgyny. Mm-hmm. Not Some non-binary people a little bit more masculine. Some people are a little bit more fem leaning sometimes they just like to go back and forth like it's there's so many different ways to do it and now people are realizing like oh there's a lot of different ways to do it and i do one of those ways so like that's also me cool um so i want to make a movie about that and I'm, i just want to have somebody uh, maybe it would be me playing the main character maybe it would be somebody else but it would be based off of experiences that i've had um like which are one... the
1: best creative stories because it's like hmm. you know them so intimately and you can kind of make them whatever you mm-hmm. want them to be as well
0: I asked Joanna for writing advice though and one of the things she told me was to, now that I have the base idea, to stop thinking of it as me in the story. Mm-hmm. Start thinking because, of it as a
1: character that you're creating. Mm-hmm.
0: Because then I can go off into different tangents and let, li- uh, like right, whenever the first outline that I sent to her it didn't really have an ending because my story's not over yet and it was just kind of where I'm at as a person of, I prefer women and I'm gonna keep fucking dudes for money. <laughs> and she was like, it needs to have more of a definite ending um, and I think that it might help if you stop thinking of it as your story and start thinking of it as a story based on your experiences because then you can like come up with something more concrete
1: for the the finale yeah and for Um, sure and what's cool about mm -hmm. that too is that when you're looking at it as kind of like a character who has your shared experiences that Mm -hmm. you can relate to you can also open up that whole pandora's box so much more for anybody else who might be having those same type of feelings Mm -hmm. not even necessarily exactly the same but you can have so much branching off that is kind Mm -hmm. of like open to anyone that they could kind of look at it and be like oh like i've had those feelings or i've had similar thoughts or experiences which is really cool and
0: that's and that's what i want to do i just want to one make porn because i like making porn porn is hilarious and fun and creative and it's i have a lot of a good time doing it so (laughs) i would like to uh be more of a part of making it and being like a producer and being a director and a writer that's fucking cool Mm -hmm. um and then i also want to make stuff to like just more media about how you don't have to fit into rigid definitions in order to feel secure about your label or you don't need labels at all and that's kind of like the ending that I I have right now of just somebody going the entire movie of like am I this am I that do I fit into this box do I fit into that box and at the end just being like okay there is no box fuck it yeah I I don't need the label I'm just gonna do me (laughs) yeah um so yeah hopefully like I'm still trying to boil it down so the the very first time I tried to write a porn script It was terrible (laughs) because I had just been cheated on and I wrote a story about being cheated on and it was just like this huge, weird, gross uh, revenge script. And it was not good and it was very cringe. And uh, right now the story that I have... so, So being cheated on for me, it did help me realize my sexuality in a weird fucked up way because... The, the boyfriend that I had that cheated on me, he told me when I was trying to like get answers of him, I was like, why would you hurt me like this? Um, he said that he could tell that I wasn't really enjoying our sex and that he wanted to fuck somebody who was an active participant in the same way that he was with sex. And he, like, I was gay and not dealing with it well. He had a gay girlfriend. He did not
1: deal with it well. <laughs> I don't think he's yeah. evil anymore. I think that we were just like not dealing but all with that the situation. there's all that that comes in and it yeah. takes a minute to step back and be like, oh, okay, this mm. is why we were all so upset.
0: Right. But that stuck with me for a long time just like i when i would be in relationships with men um the sex in the beginning would be frequent and hot and sweaty and awesome. And it would be, like, the newness of it. That was getting that me into it. that new
1: person. Yeah.
0: And then once I got more comfortable with them, and once they got more comfortable with me, and they were able to read me a little bit better and know when I was faking it and know when I was being genuine, they could tell that I was faking it. And they mm-hmm. could tell that I wasn't really into it. And, like, that would cause a lot of things, like, problems where they would end up resenting me or I would end up resenting them. And either I would leave because then it wasn't fun anymore or they would leave because I wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. Um, and this person that cheated on me a lot, he basically like like told me straight up like i can tell that you're not enjoying it and i fucked her because i could tell she was enjoying it i could tell she wanted to fuck me and i wanted to fuck somebody finally like because he's also another performer so he Mm -hmm. would go to work and like be fucking girls who were obviously faking it and then come home and fuck his girlfriend who's obviously faking faking it and he met people who were Mm -hmm. like I want to fuck you like genuinely with no money involved no relationship obligations whatever like I would like to have sex with you let me touch your penis sir and Mm -hmm. so yeah of course like he was going to want that I wish that he hadn't done it and like, wish he'd just like dumped me and then like go fuck those girls but like I put that part in the movie that I'm writing now and I'm wondering if I should keep it in there because I don't want it to be like the first script that I wrote where it was just like I wrote it when I
1: was mad and angry Mm -hmm. and I was going to be like this is going to show everybody that he's a fucking asshole I I think the difference with with that mm -hmm. is that you also have that realization now that that first script, you're like, I'm not, I wasn't happy with it because I know where I was at the time. Mm -hmm. So I think that even you speaking to like not wanting it to be that is going to make it so it's not that because you're coming from it at a place that's so much more healthy. Mm -hmm. And I think that now you look at it as a way of like, well, if I can tell this story in a way that's like to see the negative but to showcase what was positive about it mm-hmm. then you know that could help so many more people and and even and even you because I think like the more I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of writing as well so it's like where I get my creative juices out and sometimes I feel like when you're when you're sitting alone with your thoughts and you're trying to get them down on paper it's like you can have so many of your own revelations about that situation which mm-hmm. is which is hard to do, but I think it's it's good and educational for yourself as well, yeah. which is awesome.
0: I, I definitely want to frame it as this person is not evil and he didn't cheat just to cheat. It's just that he was in a weird situation and made yeah. a bad choice about it. And yeah. it was part of the catalyst of somebody else realizing things about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am going back and forth on including this part in the movie because I don't want it to come off as revenge porn. And I don't want it to come off as like if you get cheated on you should just go be with women like that's not what happened it's not like like i got cheated on he hurt me so badly that now i can't be with men anymore it's that he was right um he wasn't right to cheat on me but he was right in realizing that i was not enjoying sex the same way as somebody who is attracted to men was enjoying sex with him um so That was why it was an important part of me discovering my sexuality and why I want to put it in the movie. I just, I want to make sure that I get it right. And I don't want him to, because he's going to, he probably will see it. (laughs) I don't want him to be like, hey, that's me. (laughs) Um, And think that I'm just trying to like make him look bad. Um, So I've actually also thought about, because I haven't talked to him since we've broken up. It's been like two years. Mm -hmm. I've thought about asking him if he would be in it just to be like i'm not trying to make you look like a bad person i swear to fucking god yeah. like i will pay you and like you'll be compensated like for i, want, this I want
1: i want people to understand that mm-hmm. while it was so hard at the time what you did in despite it being something that was bad which i mean he obviously knows is bad because yeah. i think that anyone who cheats they know oh i shouldn't be doing this you mm-hmm. know what i mean but then you were able to have that conversation but i think um having that kind of showcase that yes this was a bad thing that happened but we both were better off for it. Yeah. And you helped me in this way that didn't, that I couldn't see was help at the time. Mm-hmm. And maybe I helped you in a way to realize that we weren't supposed to be together. Right. And like he
0: like has a great girlfriend now. Yeah. Hopefully they're very nice and not cheating on each other. <laughs> so it's gonna be
1: great. <laughs> but it all right. worked out in the end.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I may or may not include that part because I don't want people to misconstrue it and think that I'm saying that if you get cheated on, you should say fuck men forever and go fuck women because that's very. Not nice to actual lesbians, actual women who are into women, um, treating them as, like, a second option because a man hurt you. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. Yeah. And I don't, also don't want it to be, like, a thing of, like, my boyfriend was mean to me and you should all hate him. Because I, that's not yeah, how I no. feel anymore yeah. at all. Um, so we'll see if that gets in it. Right now, the sex scenes that I have are first sex scene between the boyfriend and the girlfriend um, where afterwards she's kind of distant and he's annoyed with it and then she sees his phone like realizes that he's cheating and then that conversation that I had with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. at the time happens and they break up and then um, so my first time going down on a girl was on a, a stage at a strip club um, that happened when I was 18 so the, so the sex scenes are kind of jumbled out of order for what like, happened in my life but mm-hmm. I wanted that to be like the second sex scene of like first time going down on a girl in a way that's like very performative like, oh, I'm, and, like, I'm very... trying
1: to I'm trying to get over this thing that happened mm-hmm. I'm gonna push myself out and see what's out there no
0: like... no it's like uh, I got I, the, there's just a customer that was like hey I'll give you this much money to lick her pussy and I was like okay oh, <laughs> So, okay. It's, well, yeah,
1: oh, I'm sorry I meant as far as hmm. like like storylines oh, it's yeah, a yeah. different storyline Right, i like, was um, just kind of curious. So. No, yeah.
0: Um, and then another sex scene where it's like a foursome, two girls, two guys, and like exploring the idea that some straight guys are comfortable with making out with other dudes because, like, a lot of girls think that shit's hot. So, uh, doing that and like, oh, you can like women, but be okay with fucking men that's a thing <laughs> and then, um, having a like real quote unquote real lesbian sex scene um, that's little, like kind of a parallel to the super fake one in the beginning where it was like that was very much performative and neon mm-hmm. lights and like for a man's pleasure and then like fucking a girl privately and like in the daytime and like you're just exploring each other's bodies and like having an actual connection like that yeah. can be really beautiful and then I want to have an orgy at the end
1: oh, I'm yeah. not
0: sure how I'm gonna do that yet but I feel like an all gender all sexuality giant orgy of just like do whatever the fuck you want, just don't hurt anybody. Kind of message it would be really cool. Yeah, <laughs> so That's sure. my idea so far, and I'm trying to flesh it out and put actual dialogue in it.
1: <laughs> no, we'll it's see. great, but I think it's a I think it's a great basis, and it'll be it'll be fun. Like when you do bring it out, it'll be cool to cool to see where all this creative energy started, and then like what made <laughs> it in the end. It will be super awesome.
0: I hope so. It, it may not ever actually happen. Um, we'll see. I I need to. I'm trying to do baby steps. If I can get the outline and have a couple of people look at the outline and tell me, like, is this something that is worth pursuing? Be brutally honest with me. If Mm -hmm. I get yeses, then I'll start trying to write dialogue. And then I'm probably going to keep annoying my friends who write scripts, actually. (laughs) Like, like, is this okay? Like, is this good? Can you tell me if it sucks? Um, And then if I can write a script that looks good, um, then I'm going to start presenting it to studios and being like, hey, can you give me money to make this? Um, I think that this could make you money. Yeah. and also it's cool <laughs> like,
1: that's fantastic I think it's mm-hmm. awesome to see um I think you know over the past couple of years as well I feel like a lot of performers I've watched um kind of grow outside of just the the scape of just you know showing up doing the scene I just do mainstream and that's it which is really cool because I think you know obviously when production shut down um in 2020 people were like well what do I do you know what I mean? And so to have things like you know OnlyFans or loyal fans or even ManyVids and different things like that open mm-hmm. up platforms and people are like, well, how do I make money? And then I think that a lot of people I've I've noticed and seen like find this new joy in actually creating something that's that's theirs mm-hmm. instead of just like performing for somebody else's idea. Yeah, which is super cool. And I think it's it's awesome to to watch a lot of this creativity come out of something like the pandemic that was so negative mm-hmm. overall. So that's really cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um we've been going for Oh damn. Okay. Cool. What time is it? Uh well time is about twelve forty three. It is over an hour thirty here. So would you like to tell people where they where they can find you and all the <laughs> yes. other amazing things that you create?
0: <laughs> cool. Uh, my Twitter is at the Noir. My TikTok is at the Cure Noir. My Instagram is at the um, Those are my only social media accounts. <laughs> don't if, get fooled. <laughs> please don't get fooled. I don't have a backup account. I'm not talking to you on Google Hangouts or Snapchat or anything like that. Um, then if you want to see the porn that I make, uh that's onlyfans.com slash thecure noir um if you go to any of my social medias other than tiktok you can be able to like, find a link to yeah. go there
1: um Ooh, nice. <laughs> so yeah thank They're you for ready. having <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> of course sorry about that You're good. oh my god well thank you guys once again for tuning in um please be subscribing and commenting leave a comment it helps the algorithm um favorite share with a friend yeah. do all that fun stuff And we will see you next week. Thank you. you. That was super good.